Welcome to Building Your T-Shirt Empire, powered by ShirtAgency.com. Get ready to take a trip inside the apparel industry for the best tips, tricks, and interviews. And now, here's your host, Cole Lundstrom. In this episode, I have Nate Goff. Um, He owns a print shop that's been growing really rapidly, and he's been in some really great retail stores like Forever 21 and Zoomies. So I talked to him about how he's growing so quickly and how he's finding such good clients. And then, of course, we talk a little bit about shop. Um, So enjoy the episode. He's a really good up-and-coming screen printer. All right. So uh, my name's Nate Goff. Um, I am the owner of Fresh Manufacturing. Uh, We're located in Southern California. I've been printing um, since I've been 15 years old. I'm 25 now, so the last 10 years has just been trial and error, trying to find out what works and what doesn't work, and how to find you know new outlets of different clients and different ways to expand my knowledge. You know, with the same equipment that I have, trying to buy new equipment, expand the knowledge. You know, with uh, better equipment and trying to just constantly, you know reinvent the wheel and try and find what works for us what's you know more beneficial what's more productive what's better for our clients you know we do a lot of broker printing so you know every every little margin counts yeah for sure you started young did you uh learn like at a high school class or did you just wing it no dude that that's actually the craziest thing is because i have you know family members my dad told me he took a screen printing class in high school my mom took a screen printing class in high school. Like they were forced to take this and it was called like graphic arts. Yeah. You know, my, my high school never had anything like that. There was never anything for the kids who wanted to be, you know, I was selling shirts out of my backpack at 14. <laughs> I had a business license at 16 and they were trying to kick me out of school for selling shirts. <laughs> you were just raw so, hustle. Yeah. I mean, I would get shirts printed direct to garment offline um, for as cheap as I could. You know, it cost me probably 15 bucks, 20 bucks to get the shirt printed and I'd sell them for 25, 30, you know, just to make a few bucks and kind of get my name out there. And before I knew it, I had enough money to invest into a press, you know, one color printing in my room. I remember I had a, a party and invited like every kid that I knew I was like, man, you know, I, I made a hundred t-shirts. I was like, if I could sell them for 10 bucks a piece, you know, I could make enough money to get myself a small press. And I yeah. sold a hundred shirts in one night, so sweet. Kind of, you know, got it going from there. I realized that there was a niche market in t-shirts, and that everyone needs one. There's a whole bunch of adults that have owned brands for a year, and they can't do a hundred sales in a night. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was just luck of the draw, man. You know, I, I, I made the same logo. It was one color, black ink, yeah. on every different color blank guild, and I could get my hands on. <laughs> so what? I just you... tried to. I mean, it looks like you're crushing it now. Are you, you're, you've got one auto or two autos? I have one automatic and two manuals. What auto direct- did you buy? Did you buy an M&R? Yes, I did. Cool. How's, how do you like the M&R? I like it. It's a gauntlet. Um, the press is a little bit older. It's not a brand new press, so oh, yeah. it doesn't have all the bells and whistles. You know, No tri-locking system, um, no laser registration, nothing like that. But, I mean, with the experience that we have, you know, we make it work. So who are you? Who are you printing for? That's getting you those big orders? Because your some of your stuff's going to um, some of the big retailers, right? Yeah, I mean, just to name drop a few, um, we've done orders for um, Forever Twenty One. Uh, we've fulfilled orders for Zoomies. 
um just to name a few those are you know more towards like the streetwear style which i, I kind of yeah. like to say that's like my niche market since i started doing brands that's kind of where i like to keep my business um rather than you know uh most people like my local print shops that are around here like our competition would be the guys who go for the school accounts or you know do do printing for the city or stuff like that you know us we we, we tend to, you know, pride ourselves more off the individual brands being able to bring people's reality or, you know, their designs to reality on a T-shirt or, you know, whatever substrate they require, really. Yeah, well, that's cool. Yeah, we're kind of similar where we, I mean, we won't reject like a high school or a church, but we basically don't do those jobs at all. Yeah, same here. I mean, I, I would never reject, you know, any type of work that came in here unless it was just artwork that we cannot make happen which you know having direct a garment that really that really widens our spectrum on you know people that want the 10 t-shirts or the 20 t-shirts but they want them with eight colors 10 colors so we really have that you know those options that the direct a garment really open those doors for us yeah for sure we kind of have to have direct a garment i don't really like it <laughs> but I don't. I Just think we would have lo- we would have lost a lot of clients without it for sure. Because we've got two DTGs now, and uh, you know, it sucks, but it's kind of necessary nowadays. Yep. And I was watching the video that you posted um, on. Uh, I don't know if you posted it or if it was maybe Ryanet or somebody posted it, but it was um, your your video um, screen printing versus direct garment. And it really breaks down on how, you know, the types of blends that you could get um, versus, you know, dot for dot registration, trying to, you know, make dots into a perfect blend. You really have like a crazy amount of things that you can accomplish on direct garment versus screen printing. Yeah, which I always, always, always recommend screen printing if we have the correct file, if we have good file for a good brand always for you know cost efficiency for production time turnaround we always recommend screen printing but like you said there's those times where you know you would end up losing a job if you didn't have direct garment yeah we were doing do you know h3h3 they like ethan and gila they do uh youtube stuff i Um, think so anyway they they've got a pretty big following and one of their biggest videos was a vape uh like comedy video uh-huh. And it got like 20 million views or something crazy. And so they wow. wanted to do vape shirts. But the problem was it was like this video. It was a picture from a YouTube video of a guy like smoking a vape. So we ended up doing like 1500 DTGs because no matter what we did screen printing, you just couldn't like get vape smoke to look good. So yeah, exactly. It's one of those things and, and where that, it's like 1,500 DTG is so slow, but you just kind oh, of yeah. have to say yes. Yeah, and I mean, it, and the thing about screen printing is is when you go higher up on those units, I don't know, um, you know, we only have one direct garment machine and one guy that runs it, so we don't really, it's hard for us to be competitive versus those guys who have 20 direct garment machines, you know what I mean? Yeah. Us like, being so new to it, we can't really give those price breaks, even if you're doing 1,500 units. I mean, we could definitely get your price down, yeah. but not to where, you know, some of these guys can really get the pricing down on those bigger units because their turnaround time, you know? Yeah, like Dream Junction, from what I understand, is just doing thousands of units a day DTG. So they're, oh, yeah. 
I mean, it's a totally different level of production when they do that. And the machines are so different. Like, we have the Epson and the Brother. Both have, like, their own flaws. But, like, even if we're doing good, it's, like, maybe 20 an hour per machine. Um, Yeah. If you're running, like, on a $200,000 Cornet, then it's a totally different game. Yeah. And I'd rather buy two Rock Ecos for 200000 than one (laughs) one Cornet. I agree. I agree. I'd rather have two autos than one amazing DTG machine. I mean, I just don't feel like even the amazing ones, they can't put out the same volume. Like, they can't even put out, like, a fifth of the volume. No, and and like I was trying to say before, um, it, it really, I mean, with, even if you're doing plastisol printing, um, with additives, you know, and the correct um, separations, if you really spend your time with it, you know, and, and the the customer understands artwork and understands cr- screen printing and in the things that you can achieve, you know, you can really achieve a great print. Like we've done, we've done stuff that we is hand to hand comparable to direct a garment. You know, um, we printed the Leah, um, a big job for Aaliyah who passed away the, the singer, um, for forever 21. And I mean, it looked just like her. I mean, just like her you know we 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 had um you know even the qc team was like wow you know that's you guys really nailed that print did you Um, do it cmyk or did you do it simulated we we, yeah we did it simulated so it wasn't it was on a dark garment Mm -hmm. so we weren't able to i mean i i I never print cmyk on dark garments yeah Um, i I, whenever people try to put it on a white base i don't think the quality is very good we always do simulated yeah, I, I mean, especially if you're going on a dark garment, um, that's just what I recommend. But yeah, we, you know, there's there's a lot of things that you could achieve. That's always going to be the question in the future. You know, what, where can direct a garment go now? Now they're doing the hybrid machines um, that have, you know, the digital squeegees from M and R. Like those presses are crazy. You know, they're they're taking screen printing and direct a garment and smashing it into a ball and trying to roll with it you know so yeah it's really crazy to think where the future will go with this stuff it's interesting to try to figure out what how to future proof yourself because yeah i've always felt like with dtg it feels like i wouldn't be surprised if next year a game changing machine came out it's just i haven't seen it yet i agree like i and wouldn't it, be surprised have you seen the gtx do you have the gtx no, I've played with it, but I'm still running my 381. Okay. Yeah, because the GTX is pretty crazy how it comes out. Um, it prints the white base, and it prints the CMYK all in one. Mm. So it doesn't take time to come out and go back in and pass back out. I would be interested in finding somebody that did inline pre-treat like a Cornet on a lower-level machine. If there was an yes, inline exactly. pre-treat on like a $35,000 DTG machine, huh, that would be so dope. Yeah, I agree. I mean, versus that extra pass, you know what I mean? You're you're, you're taking away the whole um, section of taking a, a guy and putting the, the shirt on the pretreatment, just the time to load, you know, and yeah. then to unload and then to put to press all that all that stuff, you know, you seconds equal minutes and minutes equal hours at the end of the week. So yeah, for sure. That's that's why I I, I really think that we're gonna always stay screen print driven. Um, I mean, it's it's more of a task, obviously, you know, if you're going to try and accomplish a great print, you know, it, it takes a little more. But um, in the end, you know, the the cost efficiency, the turnaround times, that's that's what's really going to make, you know, 
make or break us is if we're able to complete those big orders and we're able to, um, you know, manufacture everything on time with, with, a with a good result, you know, our, our customers, them growing depends on us growing. So, you know, so I've had talk, orders. Talk for, a little bit about ahead. those, uh, about like those orders for like forever 21 and zoomies. How are you building those relationships? And then how are you dealing um, with what I'm guessing is like unbelievably thin margins. Oh yeah. So um, the way that I, I, I've been lucky enough, you know, to start, and I've been very blessed to uh, start at a very young age to be able to, you know, follow a lot, a lot of print shops, a lot of um, people down to, you know, Ryonet. Um, you know, I, I'm completely into the industry, so it's actually led me to a lot of business owners, a lot of shop owners, you know, people who are really willing to, to, you know, give you a minute of their time and really give you a chance, you know? Yeah. Um, so that, with that being said, you know, I was able to meet some really cool brand owners. Um, I locked down, uh, forever 21. I was actually working at a print shop and, um, I just wasn't, I wasn't feeling fulfilled. I felt like, you know, I, I was printing on that, the, the presses there and I had my own equipment. I had my own um, clients, but I just felt like there needed to be something more. So I ended up quitting my job on a Friday and I ended up landing Forever 21 that following Monday. So it was literally <laughs> like a weekend of just like, what? dude, what am I going to do? Like, I got to get myself Forever together. 21? Did you steal them from the first shop? Oh no, no, no way, no. Oh, okay. Even I, I mean, integrity, integrity to the fullest. I, I, I I've had um, clients. I, I ran production at a shop for six years, and I've had clients that come to me and been like, "Hey, you know, can you show us pricing?" And like, I'm adamant to not even show them pricing because I know they do they do broker work with the print shop that I used to do, and I just, you know, I, I, I don't need to go there. I don't need to steal nobody's work. I understand, you know, it's, it it's a tough industry and you could lose an account over, you know, a penny or a quarter, you know, yeah. which is real unfortunate, but I just don't want to be that shop that prides myself off of just stealing people's work for the cheapest price. Yeah. Right. So, so it was how just, did you go and land forever 21? Did you meet so, them cold or did you already know someone over there? Well, I had a friend who I did production for before. Um, he owns a brand out of Los Angeles and I w w you know, we were going to get into like some sublimation. I bought a sublimation machine. We were doing socks and it was kind of like a business venture. And we had been talking to each other. And once I quit my job, I was like, I really need to do something fulfilling. You know, mm -hmm. what can I do? So I started making those phone calls, started reaching out to the big owners and the stuff to those people that I knew and was kind of just like, Hey, you know, a leap of faith, like give me a chance. And he was like, you want to do forever 21? Like, you really, you're going to have to have a sample tonight. It was a seven color print. Like I had to go down, pick up shirts on a trip. Like it was just like almost an impossible task, you know, <laughs> yeah. from, from what it seemed to be. Um, but I had a sample the same exact night. We nailed it. We got the strike off and I fulfilled forever 21 within three days. How many? And that was, was uh, that one. It was 9,000 prints. So it was 4,500 t-shirts, seven color front with a neck label inside. Sweet. And how many people were on your team to do that? Did you do it? It was, it was me and two guys. Crazy. Me and two guys. I, I ran the press full time. I had an unloader and I had a stacker. How often are they doing those kind of orders with you now? Um, Forever Twenty One, not so much. Uh, we're 
we really stepped up our game with the zoomies though. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're doing zoomies on the monthly. Um, this is probably our third or fourth zoomies within the last 30 days. Uh, orders that we've done. And How did you get it's in contact with brands. them? Um, through another friend, um, another brand that we work for. Um, he's seen, you know, he follows me on social media, one of my good friends now. And uh, he reached out to me, and his brand is actually in Zoomies. Um, and he reached out to me and was like, hey, man, can you fulfill a, a short-run order? You know, it's last minute. It's for a promotional event for Zoomies. And I was like, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. So we came through. It was a real simple one-color print, um, just like white ink on the front of some black hoodies and stuff. He liked the print. We did neck labeling and fulfillment for him. And it kind of led to, you know, a bigger thing, a bigger thing, and now we're printing for you know multiple brands and zoomies that's awesome are you doing e-commerce fulfillment or are you just sending it to the like their warehouses um we're doing we're not doing anything for them like drop shipping yeah but we are doing um some of the stuff goes on their e-commerce and some of the stuff goes indoors oh okay so the last order that we just did was actual all doors zoomies our first time doing all the doors wow which was pretty pretty exciting to think, you know, these are just brands that are, are growing as well. So the more they grow, the more we grow. So how much staff do you have now? We're just a small team, dude. It's just me and two employees. Oh, wow. So you guys are just like, you don't even really have shop roles barely then. Like you don't have a, a shipping manager Every, or anything. Yeah, I do everything, man. <laughs> I, I ship. <laughs> I'm customer service. I'm the lead pressman. Um, I have another guy who's my right-hand man. He does everything. We worked at a shop together for uh, six years. I ran production there. And uh, when I left, he ended up leaving like six months later. And, you know, he's, you know, a really good friend of mine. So it just made like really good sense to have him aboard when he left. Yeah, that's cool. So what's your plan so, now? I mean, are you are you trying to like double every year or are you trying to kind oh, of? Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, well, within the last, it, it's been kind of scary to be honest. Um, the last six months, we've grown like f- faster than I would have expected. But sometimes it's a scary leap because we got into a new building and we tripled our size of square footage. So, I mean, the months where it's slow, you know, we, I really got to work hard to make it happen. So you're trying to you're trying to grow pretty fast, but it seems like it's happening happening naturally. How big is your new building? Um, we just we, we went from I built a a shop at my parents' house. Um, it maybe like a uh, man I'd say like three years ago about, mm. and we were in about 400 square foot with a manual press and a small dryer. And then I eventually moved into my first actual shop, which was about, I want to say in March of this year, so maybe six months ago, yeah. seven months ago, give or take. Um, we moved into an 800 square foot, and then since then, it's just been growing rapidly, and now we're in a 2,400 square foot, which still seems really small, but I mean, compared to what we had, you know, it's yeah. really nice. That's kind of what we did, though. Like, we, once we went auto everything got insane so we went from like a manual shop that was like 1100 square feet um to like 7000 square feet wow an auto like there was wow. no, there was no in between <laughs> so 
So yeah, like that just our, seems so crazy. Yeah, like our sales like tripled because when we were a manual shop, we probably did like about four hundred that year, like four hundred thousand ish that year, and then when we went uh-huh. auto, we like tripled in that one year. Yeah. So like with the so, right and, clients, it just like blows you out. Like you can't even keep yeah. up. Yeah, and it's organic. I do no – I literally, I spend no money in SEO, no search engine optimization. I have no online website. I have no, nothing for e-commerce. Like it is literally my Instagram and my Facebook page get me like 90% of my business. <laughs> it's yeah. crazy, man. And right. I mean those are free platforms. I mean you could still go no. get a at least a cheapy website or something going by. Oh yeah, for sure. And that's where that's where I, I definitely plan. This is actually my first like I wouldn't say first year in business cuz I've owned my business. I've been or you know organically growing my my clients while I was at the last shop, you know, just mm-hmm. from people that know I ran, you know, production for 6 years. So you could imagine how many people you meet over 6 years that are in the print industry and yeah, you know right. uh, places that I've gone like uh, events or you know showcases whatever you know and it, it w- it's a place to you know show platform your work and it's just crazy to think that you know with a website or with the right team somebody you know to that really knows the office you know that could help grow our sales like I do sales I do everything the more we're able to branch out and give more you know jobs it'll you know hopefully grow us faster Well, thanks so much for talking to me, and for everyone listening, thanks for checking out another podcast. We're going to have our screen printing classes again in February, right after ISS, so you can find out more information at screenprinting.com, and thanks again for listening. Bye.